Right now, welcome back to Heads Gone. Um, why are we doing it like this? Why Why are you not sat next to me? Because I'm not there, Stephen. Well, yeah, do, you no. know where I, do you want to know where I currently am? Well, I've been watching videos on remote viewing, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> go on. Uh, middle witch. It's like you're trying to go toilet, but I'm not a middle witch now. Where are you then? I'm in, I'm in Holland. I'm in a zoo. All right. I'm in the cafe in a zoo in Holland. A cafe in a zoo? Like an in actual Holland. zoo? Yeah. Has it got like a, a zoo, like a zoo. Uh, nah, it's poor, to be honest. The poor zoo. And let's bear in mind, like about six months ago, I went on safari, so no one is over the moon with what they're seeing <laughs> at all. It's, very, it's a flat bay. So what, what's the animal situation then? What, what they got? Yeah, what they got? Sell it they to got, them. Um, wallet. I can't. No, I'm not naming it, but it's not the best. Uh, they got wallabies, safar um, safaris, giraffes, gorillas, some like malnutrition, chimpanzees. They look scary if you ever watch Planet of the Apes. <laughs> um, um, it's not great. Me and Ronaldo went to the zoo in Qatar, and um, we got there just as it was getting dark because it was winter. I don't know if you remember that. It was dark, double early. It was dark early, yeah, weird. Um, so we went to a zoo in the dark. And got the, the giraffe scared the shit out of us because we didn't see it. <laughs> and Wait, it was how close did it get before that you was saw a shit it? Zoo. Um, about yeah, about three feet away. And it just <laughs> out of nowhere, just this big head just goes like that. And fucking hell! <laughs> no, we're here, but the, the, that's the issue. Is the all the kids and that saw the animals in, in Kenya in the Masai Mara and now they're saying don't think this is enough room for them wait you did that safari with the school no oh with no. your kids yeah yeah right, right, right. but uh, so I'm out in Holland I'm, I'm in Holland, Holland because so no I'm not in Amsterdam I'm in Arnhem but the, oh, my right. eldest has got a football trip with the school playing games to come out to watch that so he's played his games um, which were interesting actually they won both games but it was funny seeing under 13s two different styles contrast like they just total football even at that age the, the two teams that we played weren't great but you could, there's a massive difference from me watching under 13s grassroots football in England weekly to watching those two teams they, they've got a real good understanding of of how they would like to play, I guess. So all, no long ball at all. But that, that's how it should be, shouldn't it? Uh, I it don't know, because be we won ball. both the games. But so, Did you win because you had better players, though? Yeah, yeah. But so they, I, 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 they definitely had a better understanding of football. Like you could tell, they, the, the way that they moved... Uh, the, their ideas of what they were trying to do. I just think there was two teams that weren't so good, but they they get coached well. You can tell. I enjoyed the games. I enjoyed watching the, the kids trying to play football out from the back and trying things instead of just lumping it and going for the big fast kid up front. Yeah, I, I see a lot of that with youth football in the UK, and you see a lot of that then, obviously through you know adult grassroots and and where I'm coaching at, you'd see so much of that. And it's almost alien to try and not do that. But I still think it's the right thing to do. Why are you bringing up aliens so early in the show? You said alien. So then my mind went straight off again. 
Right. What else have you been up to this week? Um, just about that, really. Went to Amsterdam. Met my, me and my, Michelle Vaughan. Remember him? Goalie, yeah, Michelle Vaughan. Spurs. Was he at Swansea with you? Swansea, Spurs, yeah. Had lunch with him yesterday. That was a good little catch-up. Uh, it's been pretty chilled. You? Um, what have I done this week? Is your head gone? No, not yet. I don't think so, at mm. least, anyway. But by not the yet. end of the day. By the end Nearly of the day. on Tuesday night, i going to be honest. Go on. Oh, yeah. What happened again? Last-minute penalty. Soft as well. It was a soft No, not that. No, no, no. We'll get to that. Some Something happened at home. I can't remember. You burnt the house down or something. <laughs> yeah, what happened? burnt my kitchen down. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, my head's not going with that. The only well, my head has gone a little bit with that because my house smells like a bloody ashtray at the moment, and it's just <laughs> can't, it won't go. <laughs> yeah, so on to the game. I didn't see it. I couldn't watch it out here. It was doing me nothing. I couldn't find it anywhere. But so, I've just seen what happened. There was penalty incidences in the game. Holland probably should have had one. It was fouled twice. Well, you're you're really going to go for the, the now the European refs also don't like Manchester United. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Oh, um, okay. And then Scott McTominay goes for a ball. A lad jumps across him as he's going for the ball. He kicks him, but I don't think it's a foul. It's so soft. Um, like, the lad's never getting the ball. It's just ridiculous. And uh, he gives a penalty away in, like, the 97th minute of the game at 1-0. And you're like... So it's McTominay that gives the penalty away? Yep. So it's 2-2. Two He's having a wild ride at the minute, isn't he? Joe, the person who gave the last penalty away for us. I think that was McTominay as well. Yeah, wasn't he on the weekend? A Sheffield United? No, I mean, before that. Oh, was he? <laughs> like, well, at I, least he's interesting. I compared him to Fellaini. Um, mm. Did you play with Fellaini, by the way? Against. You never against played with lots, him, no, was he? No, he he lots Yeah, he'd left, yeah. But it, I, 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 for some reason, played against him lots and lots of times. And he was sound as well. He was a good guy, man. I've All elbows. All right guy. But he's havoc in the box, isn't he? At both boxes. Yeah. He's havoc in Chaos. his own box and he's havoc um, in your box. And I think McTominay's a similar sort of thing. Like, you, come, you can't play out through him, but he might score you a mad goal because he just puts himself about and he's physical. But he might also give fouls away in your own box. Yeah, Chaos. I didn't have that. I didn't have McTominay down for that before, but I reckon he's come in. He's come back in and went, well, I'm going to do something. And I credit him for that. He said, I'm not coming in quietly. I've been out and I've been out in the cold for so long. I'm not coming and you're, you are going to talk about me. Good or bad. But he's not about. He's also scoring a right load of goals. I mean, especially when you look at his, what he's doing internationally. In Scotland, yeah. They're flying. Oh, hang on. Speaking of chaos in the box. There you go. Uh, the t- the tightest t-shirt I ever seen, man. They're just <laughs> they're getting bigger and bigger. Mate, they're almost as tight as your jeans. I saw you, the picture you sent me the other day. <laughs> what, what picture was that? The spray-ons. You have a pair of spray-ons on with Mason Holgate. Oh, no. Can you get, <laughs> Steve, can you get the picture up and put it on at some point? It's unreal. They're I like kind of saw the yeah. The Miami Vice one? Yeah, they were leggings, man. I was auditioning for that. <laughs> Where are you? You look like you're somewhere better than I am. I've been Riyadh at the moment and started going to watch the fight. Oh, lovely. It's all right. Yeah. Did you did you invite you, Steve? He invited me, but I just couldn't make it. I chose <laughs> a zoo in Holland. I chose to go from the zoo in Holland. I don't think I've got instead. signal. 
What you're in a zoo in Holland? Yeah, I'm in a zoo in Holland. Don't ask. We've we've already covered it. The people now. I'm here. I'm here, man. You One do point, some random like, shit, man. Just leave me, man. You hang know on, I'm hang on. How are you talking about random? You're a footballer covering boxing. I'm not How's covering that it. I've gone. I've, I'm not covering it. I've gone to watch a fight. All right, not working. working. It, You're not working. No, I might do one interview. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Rio, talk to me about the barber this weekend, man. I'm scared. Man. Confidence levels. Finish. Confidence levels low. I'm scared. Wow. Oh. there. You've been locked away in a room in a boot. You're in a boat hole. <laughs> Indiana Jones business. <laughs> no, I'm 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 fearful. I've got to be honest, yeah. I mean, like me and Steve were talking the other day. Like, I've, your your heart's telling you, oh, we can maybe nick something out of this and defend it, defend, 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 and nick something on the count that might help us. But mate, we're miles off it. We're miles. You're looking in terms of where City are and where we are. Yes, yeah, it does. It doesn't look good. I can't see looking at it like prediction wise how you even how how you go about it that's every team really for City at the minute but because it's such a big game for you guys for, for a whole of Manchester the City's it's a massive game in this when you're in the city, it's massive isn't it and it's like I can't see it looks grim it looks grim man the, the, only one, bit of positive, well. the one bit of positive I took take at, going into the game is the way that the game ended the other day I don't think it could have ended any better for our team in terms of Harry Maguire scoring the winner, but also Anana making that save in the final seconds of the game. And you saw the way the team was around Anana, and that, that euphoria hopefully travels into the next game. Whereas if we'd have won that game 1-0 and just won it and, and scraped into it, you're going in a bit of a low ebb. But hopefully that conf there's a bit of confidence brewed from that. I don't think it's going to be enough confidence, but you like to we're in a better place given the way that game finished. You know what I mean, Ash? I mean, Steve's yeah, laughing. Yeah. You don't understand it. He never played. He never no, no, played. I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing. Just put a thumbs up next to your head. Oh, did Just you? Just a thumbs up next to your head. <laughs> <laughs> good one. That's a good one, no, but Hey, but you know what? It is mad that how mad that can be where you can, you could win a game like 3-0 or you could win a 1-0 and something mad like that happened. And then yeah. the next day at training, everyone's buzzing. It just continues. The momentum just builds and builds and builds. And it's weird how that can happen. And then it yeah. keeps going day, like day to day to day. Like training is better. Everyone's buzzing, 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 mm. going into the next game. Sometimes that, that can see you through. But I, I, I agree. Like, I don't think it's enough to get no, through that one. Far too open. Like every, every single team from Wolves yeah. to Forest to Brentford to... To Copenhagen, they've all walked through the middle of us, and we haven't shown under Ten Hag once. Ollie was amazing at it, like freakishly good at like going somewhere and grinding a result out. Like it seems like Ten Hag's got Plan A, or we get beat, and and that's that's something that I think he's got to add to his locker is figuring out how to grind a result because. It played to our strengths. I think Harry Maguire on the halfway line against Haaland makes me want to not go to the game. Harry yeah. Maguire defending his box against Haaland, yeah, I think happy. he's got half a chance. Happy. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, Marcus uh, on the halfway line. He's got a and chance. Also, also, I think, Steve, as well, is, is um, we need to get to a place where we're actually playing to our players' strength. I think you look at, you look at Hoyland, he wants the ball crossed 
you saw the header he scored in the, in, the, in the Champions League. You saw the way he's attacked, he attacks crosses. Get the ball wide and cross it. Anthony keeps chopping back on his left foot, doesn't cross it. Marcus doesn't really cross it from that side. Get past your fullback or get a yard and put the ball in the box. And he'll attack it because, Ash, one of my, 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 my big pet hates in the game today is the centre-backs don't know how to and don't want to defend crosses. So yeah, I'll and fullbacks. And fullbacks. Yeah, yeah I'd be making them so uncomfortable and saying, I'm going to force you to have to defend these. I know you can't do it and we're going to get truck, uh, chances and maybe goals out of this. Well, like, if you're a striker now, so I remember speaking to Crouchy and he said like he'd seen it evolve so much for him where it was just a nightmare because the wingers got so many tricks but he can't make he can't make a run off it because it's he's mm. going in and out in and out in and out. It's like he just wants it out his feet, like, like probably like a Beckham was the best. Just out, you you know it's yeah. he's gonna t- touch it out his feet. You can make your run and whip it. And even the best defender in the world, if they got a step on you, they're getting across you and and, yeah. and you're dead. So Tony yeah, Valencia, he did nothing else. Who? Stand you up, knock it around the outside. Valencia, knock it around yeah. the outside and bosh one in all day. Mm. It's lovely as a centre back when they don't stick it in there. Oh, when they chop back and they keep doing skills and they pass it back yeah. to the centre midfielder, it's job done. I'll have, I'll have another rest if you want, not a problem. Yeah. Make the defenders defend, make them come off the half time and thinking, my neck muscles are killing me. They're muscles I never knew I had. That's what it should be. So, so I've, been, I've been told to ask from the powers that be, ask Rio about the, the Balotelli, uh, why always me? But I didn't realise you played in that game. Yeah, what one was that? I don't one want to one br- I, yeah, when he pulled the shirt up. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But, 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 but did you see at the did. time? Did you see at the time that he pulled the shirt? I don't think I did. I think my head was so close to the floor on the floor <laughs> that I didn't see anything. Yeah, good but, um, I, I, I had, I had the, that. That was a game where he was he, he scored a goal, but he also at the. I think it was the Community Shield, wasn't it? Or the FA Cup semi-final. I don't know which one it was, where he, he started giving it to our fans. And I tried to get to him. I tried to fuck, I tried to jump on him. I wanted to get to him, man. And then... Um, <laughs> he, um, but he's so, like... He's such a wind-up merchant. And he was good at it, to be fair. And he, he got Have you spoke to him since? Yeah, yeah. We've we, we done the Champions League final, actually, um, the other day. We are cool, man. Everything's fine. I actually see him. I think it was a J. Cole or... Nas concert years ago about a month later and we were laughing about it then um, he's cool man he's a great guy uh, Mario he's a really good guy but it's just that he understood the rivalry he understood how to wind people up and he was absolutely phenomenal here. and he got me sure. <laughs> but, so did you see last week I think we mentioned it as Latan said he never lived up to his potential and he put yeah. and he he hit back with the Champions League which I think he won early in his career with, mm. with Inter Milan, do you think that that he had more in his in his locker, like more in the tank than he, because of all the the bits around his career that he, do you mm. think he never really showed what like consistently for a for for a solid period of work, like season on season, or do you think that he maximised what he what he had? I think when he retires and sits down and has a little bit of time to sit back and, and evaluate, he'll go, you know what, I probably I could have done a bit more. Um, and and, and he, for, for his ability, you see some of the goals he scored, ridiculous goals, like his ability. He played up front for, for Italy in the Euros and absolutely smashed up England. Remember that? Destroyed yeah. England. Like when Perlo was behind him and that, he was, he was as a number nine. If he could have produced those performances year on year, year in, year out, 
he, he goes down in history, mate, because I think he, he had that much talent. He was that good. He could do everything. Um, but he, he could do everything and done everything. Not enough. Do you know what I mean? I think that, yeah. that's a fair criticism for me, but I think he, he will come back with medals and stuff like that, which is fine. But I think in the, it, when, he, when he settles down and he, he relaxes and he retires, he, I think he, he'll be honest and he'll go, uh, uh, there's moments probably in training where I could have applied myself a bit more or in games been a bit more um, professional at times. But sometimes are again... Not, be, are we not destined but, to have some players like that that are just like bellend magicians? And that, yeah, I, not I like they're so creative because they don't conform. Yeah, and, I, and maybe that's a, that where he might sit, where he's like, you know what? If I did become like a uh, go to bed at nine o'clock, eat everything right, and don't do not step out of line at all, I might not have been able to do what I do done, and so therefore I wouldn't have even got near to what the player I became. Even though you think I didn't get to the levels of my potential, suggests I should have got to. But if I was becoming the normal nine to five guy ready sorted Chris guy, he would have been, he might not have been the guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. But when it made me laugh when he put back at Zlatan as well. He added him. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's lacking in confidence, the fella, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going with this anyway, man? I had another question for you. We're coming off the back of the derby. Uh coming off the back of Copenhagen. We're just trying to stay away from Manu a little bit because you know what? I have to deal with Steve every week. So he turns into an hour of Manchester United business. It's not true. It is. It's not. And and everyone hates Manchester United, basically. All right, then I've got a question for you because you played with him and you know him as well as anybody. How, how good is Gareth Bale and where would you rate him in the best British players of all British. time? I knew you was going to go that. For me, he's the top one. He's the top one. Than, he's one better than Rooney, better than Gerrard. For for me, for me, yeah, because because of why I don't scrunch your face up like that. Why is Gerrard in this conversation? Oh, uh, get goals, out! Goals. No, I put him at one only because of what he did abroad, and I I respect that so much. Like I don't like, but he's, he's, there's loads of great players, and they're all good. They could all be one, but for me, he's one because I've seen him close range every day at Wales. And I can see what he'd done. He did what he'd done for us, for Wales. But then to go to Real Madrid, and I know a few players have gone abroad, but not that many British players ever go and do loads out there. And I think that he just, it was weird because I think we, we're quick to forget that he was one of the only players with Neymar probably, Mbappe now, that broke into that, that conversation of, for a bit, Messi, Ronaldo and, or, do you know what I mean? It was like Messi, Ronaldo, or bail for a season, I'd say season or two. People was putting that. that was kind he? Was of, he? Uh, could he? Could he? Like, was he one who could just switch it on when he wanted? Like, did he feel like he just if he if he said like, yeah, on do do this, I can just tear the game up. Was he one of those? Yeah, for international level, it was mad because we knew just keep a clean sheet, and at some point he's gonna do an absolute madness. Even if and he remember when he had that we he had that uh, that that time where any free kick. Remember the one in the Euros he scored yeah, in yeah, half, yeah. like any. If we want a free kick in their half, then we're, I'm lining back up. I'm lining up ready for the goal. It's mad. So he was just so good for such a long period of time. So I'm, put, I'm putting him at one. But then I also played with Waza at the end, not not when you when you played with him when he was unbelievable. Uh, so, and then I'd go, he, I think he, he could also easily, arguably, be a one. But that's what I was going to get onto. That was the question. 
he's not had a great start, has he? Has he? At Birmingham, oh, have you spoke, spoke to him? No, you, in these moments, I don't really like to to speak to people when they're under a bit of pressure and they're like a little bit. They've lost a couple of games. I like to hopefully he gets out of it. I, I drop him a text and stuff, but speaking to him, I just let let him get on with it. His head's filled, man. His head's filled. Waz is a type actually. If shit's going on, he'll probably he'll call me. And, I like, and that's yeah. how our relationship's always been. Like, I don't, I don't what, like he, to, he call you to just straighten him out a little bit mentally? Yeah, I just, I think just to just bounce he, off. He, he can bounce stuff off or he can air, air his, what he's got to air out. And I think we, we've had that relationship for a while. I think he's got a couple of people he speaks to like that. Every, we might not speak to each other for a couple of months and all of a sudden, bang. And he just, he just vents a little bit. And he's, uh, it, it's what works for you as well. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's how, that's how our relationship is. Hey, listen, I think he'll, do, he'll get it right. I hope he does. Uh, it won't be for the want to try any professionals and that's the stars. Yeah, but we was talking before a couple of weeks ago on the show, Steve, or was it last week, and saying how weird it must be for a manager to go into a club. It's all well and good when the when the club's not performing and then you, the, the manager gets sacked, you go in fresh, you can do what you want. But actually, he's gone into a team that were doing all right with John Eustace. Mm. So that, yeah. that must be awkward because do you keep it, do you keep doing what he was doing because it's working? Or do you uh -huh. try and put... I think the awkwardness comes from the players have been used to something that's working and then that guy goes. It's very. It's not natural that a manager goes when they're doing well. And I think that's that was probably the hardest thing for Wayne going in there, that it was a dressing room that were kind of used to a manager, obviously. They, were, they would have been happy because dressing rooms are happy when you're winning. And then that's been ripped up and we're, we're going to get a new hymn sheet now and a new manager comes in. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing for Wayne is to really to convert those guys into being believers but you need results to get that you, you you they could be saying you know what he's actually good yeah but until you're winning players don't genuinely believe in you until you start hitting three points regular yeah yeah it's mad it's mad isn't it when a new manager comes in with the ideas that we had so we had so many you would have been the same where, especially the foreign ones, they come in with some different type of warm-ups and all mad yeah, stuff. Yeah. And going, what is this geezer doing? But then you yeah. start like Michael Laudrup. We've seen some stuff from the 1942 warm-up book <laughs> and all that, like mad. And then, but we was winning, so it was cool. Yeah. Until, yeah. until it weren't, until it weren't. And then when you're not winning, it's like, now we're not having it anymore. Who, who is this guy? Capello's yeah. used to make us do like a, a, a 6K run after the day after a game. We're used to <laughs> going and sitting in a pool and floating. And this man's making us do 6K. What the hell? Like, it's just mad. But listen, guys, it's been emotional. It's been great coming on. You need to invite me back again. It's the first time I've been on the show. We invite you every week, man, but you it's just fire normally. You're actually piss takers. Well, we'll come, back, come back on when we're talking about aliens, yeah? <laughs> that, yeah. But when you're doing that shit, yeah, I'm passing. Like, you're just passing <laughs> me, right? I'm not here for this alien shit, although it is funny, right? It is funny. Have you seen how much he's derailed our show? There's been some, like, highbrow football conversations going on in here. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've enjoyed it. it. I've, I've, Professional. Took it to, I've took it back to TNT and BBC, and I. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I liked it. We, you, we needed you this week. Oh, I appreciate it. Guys. Please, Just, take nice care, one, yeah. Bill. All right, See you later, mate. Uh, I got a load of questions anyway from the, from the people um, on uh, on Twitter. Are they normal? Remotely no. normal? Did no. you have a look at the remote viewing or not? Yeah, I watched that podcast. Yeah, the Sean Ryan one. The remote viewing one. Yeah. Or the other one I sent you. I sent you the I Roger Reeves the, one, the smuggler. Oh, no, I'm not seeing that one yet. No, I watched the remote okay. viewing one. It was, it was interesting. What was your I, still, I still smell 
I, I just don't trust them. You know what I mean? a little bit. Do you know what's weird is I, I like there's something happened in America shooting or something this week. Yeah. And the guys at large, and they instantly thought, well, if that is true, the remote viewing, why you didn't get one of them fellas bang on it if you can't yeah. find them? So that, that does make me doubt it. Yeah. I need to make it clear, right? That just all these things that we talk about, I'm not saying I believe them, or or I don't. I just find them interesting. Before yeah, you start calling that. me a crank. You see everyone coming in the comments going, Ash is a crank. No, I'm not saying it's for definite. I just find it interesting. Go on. What's your fair. question? All right. So let's see what the people have got questions. Brian says, if Southgate left as England manager, what level of club management would he be most suited to? I will remind uh, you he's got shall, relegated with both shall, club yeah. and country. I was going to say, shall I take it or are you going to dismantle it? Because if you are, I'm going to go get a coffee and come back whilst you walk along. Because <laughs> <laughs> you could keep going forever on it. I've got my own opinion. I think the people want to hear yours. Uh, I think he is a Premiership manager, Premier League manager, but not. I wouldn't. I, my honest opinion is I don't think he could deal with the le like the top level. Even though he's at England, I don't think he could do day to day with all that surrounds it. So not just the players, but I don't think he could deal with that day to day. So I'm putting him. I don't know. Uh, so somewhere, somewhere like Brighton, if Deserby weren't there. Yeah, somewhat like where the no, Brighton's so recruitment intense. are too good to go over Man yeah, but, relegated with club Yeah, but, he's, but they're going to give him good players to work with. But I just think, I mean, a, I mean, the type of club like it's not so intense. Yeah, but look it's at not Br always. Brighton have a particular style of play. What's yeah, but forget the play? yeah, but forget forget the style. I mean, the club that cl the club the club level. Mate, I don't even know if he gets in Hull. You're just being ridiculous. No, I'm not. I'm not. When you're you say Premiership, ridiculous. I'm thinking Scottish Premiership. Like, what Premiership are you talking about? Because it's not the Premiership, is it? Are you telling me you could have managed Burnley? He could. I'm telling you, he's actually not achieved as much as Vincent Company has as a manager in getting Burnley promoted. So he has nothing. Has he never got no one promoted or nothing? I haven't got the Wikipedia Gareth Southgate in my head, but surely. He's achieved more than Vincent Company as manager. Depends what you consider achieving. Some people think fluking your way to a final is is an achievement. Move so, on. Move. I think Gareth Southgate could manage in the Premier League, but I wouldn't. I'm not a top club for me. So where his is, win where rate. Where does he going? Watford, like what? Like a like a better Championship club. His win rate with Middlesbrough was twenty nine percent. Yeah, but compared to, to to others, I don't know. I'd be more interested in who gets the job after Southgate than where Southgate goes, to be honest. Who do you think gets it? I've got no idea. But Thoughts got, on you, foreign managers managing national teams? Is that a question is separate? Is that a question Look separate? Uh, no, foreign managers managing national teams, where do you... That's my question. Where do, where do you um, sit on that? Should it matter? I think in an ideal world you would you would prefer it to be of the nation, but, but I don't I don't think it man, matters if they're good. To be honest, I don't know I don't know. It's weird. This is this is a man born in England, played for Wales eighty six times. But uh, if if it was the Wales, say if Rob Page weren't the manager and somebody came in from I don't know Holland or Germany, it, it'd feel a bit weird for me. I think. 
I think with the smaller nations, and I'm not talking Wales, I'm talking your 100 plus in the rankings nations, like yeah. your, your proper minnows. I think if they could bring in, yeah, an experience like a, a Bielsa or something like that to manage whoever. An African well, team that's not, oh, big, yeah. not a big player. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. That They do that all the time. I get that. That makes sense. I just I think uh, if, if you're it was England, star, England, no yeah. way. England, no. Like Wales, I can't see it. I don't. I don't know. Like, imagine Germany taking Eddie Howe. Weird. I think that'd be weird, personally. Yeah. Um, James says, "What's the most exotic cheese that you've ever eaten?" <laughs> There's so much cheese in Holland. That's a real thing, by the way. They love yeah. cheese here. The cheese shops all over the gap. The most exotic cheese. I don't is, know. Is it like cheese shops as prevalent as a Greg's in Manchester. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly that. I, I forgot <laughs> what the name of it is. There's one, there's one like Greg style cheese one here, and it's all round. They're in them round dome and rubber things. Do you know what it's I mean? Edam. The Edam. Yeah, loads of them. Gouda and all that. Most exotic cheese. I don't know. The one. What's the one with the white thing in Camembert or whatever it is? <laughs> I don't know. Cool. <laughs> That's one of the most random questions I've ever been asked. But carry on. Um, Brian says if you had a time machine what's the one moment in football history you would go back in time and witness live oh I need time to think about that uh, oh do you know what I'd really live one of my own yeah again that I enjoyed like I don't know like winning the quarterfinal or winning the playoff final to get to the prem or I don't know that there'd be that but also what as a fan if he took like if I'm a fan watching and uh, I don't know I don't know I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I really did enjoy though my favourite one of my favourite moments is the, just the 94 World Cup I think that made me fall in love with I was 10 and that's the USA one right 94 yep. and that was just well, I just loved that so maybe that as a kid nostalgia I, I, my, my enjoying memory of that is doing the Bebeto celebration on the playground at school <laughs> Great, yeah, really great, cool. I've got, I've just got something I want to bring up just mid while you're banging through the questions. Can we get the image of your lunch the other day put up <laughs> on the show, please, guys? I want to know in the comments just what you thought of it. I'm not going to give my opinion on it, but I'm going to tell you it's tuna mayo, I think, a fajita roll, cashew nuts, and so what was the other? An avocado. I just, I just want, I just want the comments. Please put it in the comments. Keep going. Questions. I'll just say, diabolical. All the macros get hit. It's excellent in protein. It's got really good fats in it. Have you still got the? I've got the picture. Can we get it? Put, we'll get it put up. Yeah. Well, I just want to know what people. I just want to know what the people think. By the way, when we were talking about Red Dwarf last week, how did we not have that down as me, Rio, you, and Danny Mur to bring it back? <laughs> That is standard, isn't it? Hey, me, you, Rio, Danny Murphy as the hologram. Hang on. Who's the, who's each character then? Uh, I've got to be the one with the... I've got to be Cat and I, I think. Well, are you Cat or are you Craig Charles's character? I think Rio's Craig Charles. you got better dreads than him. He's just got like a number four or something. Yeah, but didn't, he, didn't Cat have like one dread? Did he have a dreads or did he have like that? He like, had like a dreads with a high top thing. Just 
mullet. Like top. A, I don't know. A hair system going on. <laughs> I don't know, but we could, if anyone wants to bring that back, I feel like the four of us would, could produce on that. Right. Okay, keep going. Am I Rimmer or am I the, yeah. the robot? Rimmer, you're Rimmer. Because you're the man with the plan always, aren't you? Even though you was late today, but still, you'd normally, you're... Like, tomorrow is hour-by-hour hour play. You know what's happening. Yeah, that's true. See? The man with the plan, you're Rimmer. Fuck. All right. Let's see the photoshops of that then, please. <laughs> Get our heads on that, on them four. Go on, next question. Uh, has I seen the UFO Cowboys on the Roku channel? No. Roku? I've never heard of the channel, for starters. Roku, spell it. R-O-K-U. Someone wants to know who wins in a fight to the death between Yapstam, Vidic, Cantona and Cube. Vidic. <laughs> My money's on Can Vidic. what you told me yesterday? No, not yet. This is another episode when I'm with you. I want to be with you for that. Okay. Uh, I've got an opinion on Yapstam that I don't think anyone agrees with. Okay, no, I'm sure agrees with it. One million percent. And I've got logic to back it up. Carry on. Not says our traditional centre-halves are dying breed and why? Yeah, they are, yeah. But they're not interested in defending. It's all about playing out from the back first. My yeah. opinion on this is that I think some of the way that academies want players to move around multiple different positions is that it essentially makes 25 centre midfielders. Yeah. Oh, they, I agree they with take that. dribbling out of wingers. They take uh, centre-forward play out of centre-forwards. They take the one-to-one -one defending out of central defenders. I think they're just making... I think the way... Certainly the way English academies do it, I can't speak for <clears throat> you know every other nation. I think the way English academies are doing it, it feels like you're getting very much... Um, Central midfielder overload. Yeah, and I also think, but the weird thing is, central midfielders are a dying breed as well. Ones that just move play from side to side, forward and back, keep it ticking over. That's not good enough anymore. You got to do loads of because everyone's playing for a, a, a YouTube short or an Instagram reel. That's what that's what you're playing for now. So all the basics are gone. But centre half one of the worst, and fullback as well. So anything out centre half don't get taught out of possession at all. Now it's all about in possession, what you do with the ball, and then you see they, they can't defend. Mm. They can't defend. They don't understand footwork. They don't understand the balance of, and across where they should be, where their weight should be, how to mark someone from what area, how to win balls against a, a, a taller opponent. Where do you start? Do you know how to attack it? Where's your positioning? None of that is. I don't think none of that gets taught anymore. It's just all about how you can play on the ball. Uh, how you can maybe join into midfield, uh, how you can start off goal kicks, which is great. I think that's a good thing to be added onto the fact that you're a defender. And let's uh, we, let's remember that you were most defenders are failed midfielders or attackers. We all started off up front, didn't we? And we kind of worked our way back. So if you're a fullback, well, that's why I love Neil Taylor because he used to say, "I'll I'll get the ball, I'll give it to the guy in front of me who's better than me." So, so there's no point him being inverted in a 10 and me being left wing when I'm a, I'm a left back and I'll defend the back stick and I'll give it me and then I'll I'd help advance it to the skillful guy who gets paid three times as much. 
simple, isn't it? Do you know of any players that came through as a centre half, stayed as centre half, and were great centre halves? Or because no, uh, I think Rio Rio was a ten, I believe. Rio was a, yeah midfielder. He did he make his debut in midfield as well? I think, I did, think yeah. for West Ham. Yeah, I think he played the youth cup final as a ten as well. No, I don't. But there isn't many kids that go up. Oh, yeah, it's normally the worst kid, isn't it? Worst ones in goal, and then second worst is centre half. And everyone else is trying to score. But yeah, I do things with dime breed, and it's irritating. Um, it irritates me watching big games like Champions League games and seeing goals go in and basic defending errors. Do you know what I mean? Like crosses. If you're a fullback and the cross on the opposite side defends the backside of your centre half, it, it, it's so many so many goals go in like that, and it's just I so you basic. Missed, you missed the game the other day, but there was a there was a half a dozen instances of where Varane defended and it was absolute textbook defending. He was set early. He was checking where the runner was. He had his back to goal. He wasn't facing his goal. He could see the yeah. cross coming in. He could see his runner and he was just snuffing stuff out and he, he never won a header. He never won a tackle. He, he just snuffed the opportunity out before it even yeah. became an opportunity. And I was, I was sitting there watching it going, oh, Someone look at this. Like this yeah. is so cool. No, but no, but the people are not 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 people. But a lot of the highlight things don't pick that up because it's not a highlight. Do you know what I mean? So you don't you don't get the highlight because he's already dealt with it. So he's he's in the position where they didn't even play it. Or, yeah, they had a look up like. No, it's not on. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect, man. But I just think that now we want we all want it. We want that music on YouTube shorts with a big last ditch tackle, boom, which is great every now and again. But what about just nicking it before you even got there? Sucking the midfielder into playing it because you've left the gap, but you know as soon as he pulls his leg back and plays it, you're, you're jumping. A, do you know what I mean? Cutting the passing lane out. So, I was talking yeah, about this the other day. Um, I, I, getting a, a centre, I've spoke about it, I think, twice on two different videos, so this will be the third time. Apologies for anyone who's watched all three of those. Um, Jesus but I think Christ. It'd be interesting to get an actual centre-half's perspective on this. So I had a bit of an analysis on Rashford last week. And half of Rashford's shots are blocked. And my take on that is Rashford has a um, quite obvious uh, shooting technique. He smashes every single pass. He's not cute with it. And I, I was thinking he shoots, he comes in from that left wing and he comes in. Sometimes it's a bit crowded. So I think his shot selection needs work because he's shooting from places where he's got no right to shoot. But do you think he also, because of the way he lines up to shoot it's obvious and our center half's getting across and blocking him because of that yeah yeah i haven't watched him as in detail as you and as many times this season but i would say that i i noticed that a lot because he comes in it, like if i'm the right side of center back playing against them i know he's coming in so i'm going to come and come i'm going to fold across and give my fullback a little bit more cover so when he comes in it's two of us straight away and then the, like what I like about him when he does do this but I don't think he does it enough is when he comes inside and he gives and goes you know what I mean and he gets a, a different angle to shoot from I think that would be nice but you uh, yeah I think he puts power in a lot of his shots he doesn't have all of if you look at um, trying to think someone off the top of my head like a Robbie Fowler Robbie Fowler had all the different techniques uh, Arnry do you know what I mean all of the techniques the different whatever it required at that time and then select the right one more times than not. He yeah. kind of seems to go for, come inside and go for power. Um, 
so yeah, you, I think you might be somewhere somewhere close with that in the range. Of, there's there's some players as well, um, and weirdly, Mason Greenwood was was excellent at this. There's not many others that I can pick out in the Premier League that I've got the similar level of of um, ability, but he hits it on a weird beat. Like football's played in like patterns and, and beats of of when people are going to do this, when they're going to pass, when they're going to cross. Like you see the body shape about people when they're going to do it. Like Mason seems to hit the ball. And I think um, Rude Van Nistelrooy did this. RVP did this. Henri Van Persie. Did this. I, was just, I was thinking about in my head, I was thinking when you were talking, Van Persie was one that I can think yeah, straight away. Of what you, I know where you're going with it. They shoot on a weird beat. Like they shoot early. There's not a lot of back lift. It's just yeah. kind of gone boom. And you're like, fuck, yeah. I wasn't it's like... Impossible. You're not ready. The goalie's not ready. The goalie probably not yeah, hard. Centre-half's not even tried to block it. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. I can't even put it... You did a good job of describing it. It's hard to put into words, but it's like on a, it's on the wrong step almost that they yeah, should. Yeah, it's like, normally, we're all playing normally this little game. There's beats yeah. and he hits it on like a half step and you're like... Yeah, you're not yeah no, I understand. But you can't... You, yeah, it, the early one on a on, a, on an up bounce or something. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like It's like bouncing. It's it's just ri- like... you you got no chance of blocking it. Yeah, I've noticed that with, with Marcus that he's... He seems to telegraph what he's going to do. And I, I wonder, at the age he is now, is he too late to get cuter? with it and no, start no. scoring some scruffier goals and, and start just passing it no. into the was net some, was, someone not, it. was someone not working with him an ex striker at some point or have I made that up am I thinking about someone else uh, no I don't know but I it would take someone like that a, a good finisher I think just because I don't know but there is some, some times you talk to strikers I don't know, an Ian Wright or someone, they just know exactly, Michael Owen, they, they're, Gary Lineker, like I was talking about last week, they just, they just know finishing, different types of finishing, so it would probably take someone like that to take him aside, do a bit of work outside of the normal training session, the team session, and just I'd, get um, in different positions. I'd read him Mullenstein on a podcast, I've had him on a couple of times, and he spoke about, um, he'd looked at the stats for Cristiano Ronaldo back in like 2006 when he was at United, and he was, at the time, check this out, right? I don't think people remember this. Ronaldo was, was averaging 11 shots a game for United. And he, he came away with about 14 goals or something like that it was in 2006. And um, Rennie looked at him and he said, you need to be scoring twice as many goals as you're getting right now. Um, and then he, he broke the, the box down into all these different triangles. And he, he said, right, when you're here, this is the sort of finish and this is the area of the goal that you're aiming for when you're hit. And he broke it down and he said, and they do training. Then after training, he would do this work with him where they broke down the sort of shot for the sort of area that you're shooting from. Yeah. And he went That's from... That's unbelievable coaching, man. Yeah. And he went from... Uh, he actually had less shots per game and scored twice. I think he went from 11 shots to nine and scored twice as many goals. And then the, the next season, he scored 42 goals. And you're like, fucking hell, talk about like being able to trace like the work that yeah. you've done. Wow. I think yeah, someone like that bad. needs it. Everybody speaks three shots this year. But but everybody so speaks so high of Rennie Mullenstein and it's speaking stories like that why you, you understand why people speak like like that about him. But yeah, he it, it, it flatters to to dis, to deliver sometimes, I think. Uh I don't know. You're right with that. It's 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 so predictable. Cut inside and and blast the arse off it most times. Yeah, I think I got 
I saw him at 15 and 16 and he, I wrote an article back on a blog uh, when he was breaking through at that time. And I said, he seems to play angry. Like he, he's getting through like, and he's breaking through. Yeah. And then he just fucking one arrows it. And it, it quite often they were going over at that time. Whereas now then they're, they're not necessarily going over, but they're getting blocked. And you're thinking, yeah. you know, there's, there's probably some technical work you can do there because they're getting in the position. I think is one of the hardest things. You know, a lot of people can't get into them positions that he gets yeah. into. You know, he's only yeah, one I shot did, behind yeah. Haaland this year. Yeah. So he's getting the he's getting yeah. the he's getting fed. But he, he creates a lot of he creates a lot of his own chances, I think. Mm. Rashford. Um, with a little bit of magic. But it's normally the coming inside. Is he coming should he come inside, chop back outside left foot? You know what I mean? Whatever. Does he, does he back his Three left legs. foot? No, I don't think he does. Not often you see him shoot with a left. Hmm. Listen, I'm going anyway. I'm, I'm going back. I'm going back into the zoo, mate. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave on this then. If he if he plays well this weekend, he could have a big say in the derby because he's the, a bit of kryptonite for City. I, I feel can't. like all your hopes are really on him, aren't they? Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Hoyland because he's got a little bit of that as well over the top. No. But he's not going to win a game for you right now. We are not. Um, we're not favourites for this. Let's put it mildly. I, I want to just, be, before we leave, just say, told you Anana would be good. He's going to come good. I've stuck with him the whole way. I'm still sticking with him. And the fans Joel's are going to love him. Joel's still not replied to me, though, from Tuesday. Tuesday, I was like, it's got a bit quiet in here. He's still yeah, not he's gone missing. spoke in the group. Missing. If anyone sees Joel Bayer, that dude's a missing. <laughs> say, right. I'm not worried about you in the group. What's going on? <laughs> Peace from Holland, guys. All right, see you in a bit. Love you all.